Hey guys, what's up? Adrian here. You're just about to listen to episode 154 of KT Confidential. Thanks again for tuning in. In this week of KT Confidential, I am recording it on my own again, Songs Ariel, and I am discussing three important tips for real estate agents to improve their business, save time, and make some money, and to help their clients more successfully purchase, sell, and rent real estate agents. Rent real estate agents, rent real estate. Man, it's been a long day. Enjoy. Hey guys, what's up? Adrian Trot here. This is episode 154 of KT Confidential, the real estate podcast where we talk everything real estate from how to buy more successfully, how to sell more successfully, how to invest better, how to be a better landlord, all the tips and tricks to being a successful landlord and how to be and knowing your rights as a tenant. Anything real estate related, that's what we talk about. In fact, if there are topics that you would like to hear about, we really appreciate you taking the 10 to 30 seconds to write a comment wherever you're watching or listening, whether that's on YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, wherever you are, drop a comment. Let us know your thoughts. Give us some feedback. Drop in some comments and questions about topics you'd like to hear about to help give other people perspective into our podcast and to help us tailor our content to information you care about. Today's uh, topic for episode 154, I'm giving you three tips. I'm talking to real estate agents. I'm giving real estate agents three tips, three little tips based on some recent experiences on how you can improve your business. Now, if you're not a real estate agent, but you still enjoy real estate or you're buying or selling or renting, whatever, you want to find real estate agents that have these skills and best practices because they will help you be more successful in whatever your real estate endeavors are. Excuse me, choking on something. So. For starters, tip number one on today's episode of how to become a better real estate agent, how to make more money, how to save time, and how to help your clients be more successful is get to know your clients. This starts by having a simple conversation. This is at the core of your responsibility as a real estate agent is getting to know who you're representing. And the reason this is important is a, there's a long list of reasons. I'll give you a couple of recent examples that would have been good in, uh, to have in those situations. There was a particular home that we sold. Another real estate agent was representing the buyer. The other real estate agent clearly didn't know a whole lot about their buyer, their client, when it came to details pertaining to their mortgage and their personal finances and their mortgage approval. And we had to do one uh, short delay on the closing to accommodate a mortgage that wasn't getting approved in time for whatever reason. And now we've had to do another, this time a more substantial delay, which means their client is now going to be incurring costs to carry the home uh, or to to cover the cost of carrying the home for that extended period of time. Uh, if it were me, I would also be charging them an extra fee just for the sheer inconvenience of it. And 
the reason this is happening is because the real estate agent didn't know their client. So here's the specific details. Some of the funds, a large portion of the down payment for the mortgage came from um, somebody else as a gift. When you are gifted money, there is a requirement as to how long that money must be in your bank account. Now, I'm not a mortgage broker, so I don't know the specifics, but generally speaking, I believe it's in the 90-day range. This person did not disclose this to their real estate agent, and clearly their mortgage broker didn't either. As a real estate agent, getting to know details about how people are paying for their home, what sort of qualifications they have, where their funds are coming from, who the mortgage broker is, this can all help you set up your client for success. In this case, they could have started the negotiations off in the beginning with a longer closing in order to accommodate that longer closing date, therefore not having to inconvenience everybody with these extensions, therefore not having to incur the added cost of these extensions and making the whole process seamless. I'm always involved to some degree with the mortgage approvals. Uh, from the perspective of knowing who the approval is through, whether it's through a bank or a mortgage broker, um, you know, getting a, a basic introduction to that person uh, so they know who I am and being involved in that process to, to a small degree, but knowing some of the important details, such as how much down payment do you have? Where's that money coming from? Those are important things to know. Had this person known that in advance, we wouldn't be in this situation. Another thing is knowing your client allows you, enables you to sell them to me. If you are competing against multiple offers as a buyer's agent, and you're competing against uh, on a property that I've listed, I'm the listing agent. If your offer is in any way, shape, or form comparable to other offers, and, and it's a challenging decision for us, but you cannot sell me or tell me anything and from any information about your client, who they are, why they're moving, where they're moving from, uh, what they do for a living, what sort of down payment they actually have. When I ask you these questions, if there's the slightest degree of hesitation, I know that you've not done your homework. And that instills a little bit of concern versus the other offer with a buyer represented by a real estate agent that can quickly rhyme off all the answers, know exactly who they are, where they work, uh, what their family structure is like, um, how long they've been working at their job, what their down payment is, who the mortgage approval is through, et cetera. I have a heck of a lot more confidence in agent B that the deal is going to close. And those are things we do look at. So get to know your client. And get to know their uh, details for financing. Make sure they're approved for the right house for the right amount and sell me on them when you submit an offer, regardless of whether or not you're competing. That's it. Number one, get to know your client and use that information to your benefit and to help your client. Now, if you are the client in this scenario, you should want to make sure your real estate agent knows all this information. I can't tell you uh, how many times, more so from uh, the perspective of representing home sellers as opposed to buyers, where sellers are often hesitant to provide all of the details about 
their scenario as to why they're moving specifically surrounding one circumstance that's common divorce when people are going through a divorce they rarely want to tell you but you can always tell there's something they're not telling you so it's usually pretty obvious if you're uh if you're paying attention so uh make sure your real estate agent knows everything about you and if your hesitation to tell them is that you don't trust them and you think they're going to leverage this to make their job easier, perhaps by persuading you to take a lower offer than you deserve or should get, you need to find another real estate agent because uh, those people do exist. And uh, if your gut's telling you that that's who you're talking to, you do not want to be working with that type of a person. So find somebody you trust completely and tell them all the information that you can. Um, I have one client uh, who uh, we helped them rent their house out. And the story leading up to in the months leading up to that, because they contacted me well in advance, they held back a lot of information until we finally got to sit down and meet together. And uh, their story originally completely changed. Their first story was, oh yeah, we bought a new construction home in ABC town and we are going to move there, but keep our existing home in order to rent it out. And uh, their lack of confidence um, cost them a fair bit because they did a number of things to their home in the meantime that I could have advised them to do differently. And it would have saved them a lot of time and money. Also, um, had I have known their plans, which weren't in fact to move to a new home, it was to move out of the country we could have discussed some circumstances surrounding other items in the sale that or the the rental that would have been very pertinent too instead of having to rush around and do it all last minute so find somebody you trust give them all the information up front if you feel you can't trust them move on and find somebody else the nice thing with real estate agents is in the real estate industry as a buyer seller investor is you have a lot of options and it doesn't cost you anything but a little bit of time to interview people, book three appointments, four or five appointments a week, have somebody pop by or do a virtual call and get to know who your options are and find somebody that you have some synergy with, somebody you're comfortable with. Get to know your client. Next tip, stop these preliminary phone calls, real estate agents, where you call me in advance to, well, it depends on the circumstance. I had one yesterday. Guy called me. Hey, would your client accept X dollars for this property? I didn't recognize the phone number. I didn't recognize the real estate agent's name. So I knew that he hadn't even shown the home. But I played dumb. I said, have you shown the home yet? I don't recall seeing your name show up in the list of showings. And we've had a lot of them. So maybe I just missed it. Oh, no, no, no. I didn't show the house yet. Well, why the hell are you wasting my time? This is a typical phone call. I get all the time. Get off your ass and go show the home. Why are you trying to negotiate with me on price before you even know if your clients like the home? Stop being a lazy twat and go see the home. Another scenario for leases. I get calls. This is very common. Somebody, agent, real estate agent representing 
a uh, tenant client and this particular tenant client may have some circumstances around their situation that make them less than ideal and a bit more of a challenge to find a rental for. Let's say they have three dogs or they're new to the country. New to the country is very common. No job or they're in probation. They just started a new job or no credit history, whatever the scenario. Get a phone call. Hey, Adrian, this is so-and-so realtor. Um, would you consider, do you, well, it's not just would you consider. They, these people take up a lot of time and I would just often just hang up on them. They, they want to tell me their client's whole story. I have this client, Jane and Joe. Jane and Joe just moved here. They have two dogs, seven kids, no job, bad credit, and da 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 da, da. Would you consider them as a tenant? You haven't even shown the house yet. You don't even know if they'll like the house. And instead of presenting it in such a negative context, why don't you show them the damn house, find out if it's something they'd consider, first of all, then put together a very compelling offer and a very compelling set of supporting documents. Send me a picture of them and sell them to me because that's your job. For Jane and Joe, I apologize. You have a shitty real estate agent and you're never going to find a home. Get comfortable in the cardboard box because that's where you're going to end up. Find a good real estate agent. The better scenario, if you're a real estate agent and you have a challenging tenant, line up 10 houses, however many you can squeeze in, whatever's available, line up 10 houses, go show them those 10 houses. Okay, that's your time now. You've committed one day to showing houses, maybe two. Next, well, this should have been done first. Have all of your supporting documents and do a damn good job of creating a very strong list of supporting documents. I've done, Ariel and I have done podcasts on this in the past. So go back and find, uh, I think actually last week I discussed this. Go back and find out what a compelling list of documents looks like. Okay, so have that ready to go. You've shown your 10 properties. The next thing you're going to do is tell your client, Listen, these are our options. It's a challenging market. Our next step is to select the houses in your order of preference, and I will begin submitting offers. So you've done one or two days of showings. Now you've got all the paperwork ready to go. All you have to do is change the address and the, the price, potentially. So it's easy. Once you do one set of documents, it's easy to update for another property. Send documents to one house. If it doesn't work with that one, you've got them immediately ready to send to another. It does not take long to get an answer. If it's taking too long to get an answer, move on. Don't give them a 48-hour irrevocable. That's unnecessary. It's ridiculous. 24 hours max. Send them all the right documents. Call them in advance to let them know it's coming. Sell them on your client. Build a nice story around them. Find creative ways to make the deal work whether that's additional payments up front, a higher monthly payment if they can afford it, whatever the story is, get a cosigner or whatever. But do not call me in advance and spend 10 minutes on the phone trying to sell me on your client. Because one, it comes across in a very negative context. I'm not going to be interested in them. The only answer you're going to get is, sure, 
show them the house, see if they like it, send me the documents. I'm really not listening to you. I really don't know what you've said about them. And I'm not going to say yes or no, because you're wasting my time. So now I'm going to waste your time. If you are a tenant trying to find a house to rent in Ontario, and you're finding it difficult, it's probably because you have this real estate agent. So make sure you have somebody you trust. Make sure you have somebody who's going to hustle for you. Make sure they know absolutely everything about you. Next, that was number two. Stop calling in advance. Number one, what was it? That's right. Get to know your client. Number two, stop calling in advance. And number three, this one's important. And especially for new real estate agents. And it's important for buyers to understand too. Number three is stop dropping what you're doing to accommodate random people to see houses. You are a professional. If they can't understand that you can't drop what you're doing, whether it's cooking dinner for your family, watching a hockey game, or actually working your ass off, you've got stuff to do. And time is very precious to you. You cannot be dropping what you're doing to accommodate people that you do not know. Certainly people that now have gone given zero degree of commitment to you. They don't deserve that same level of commitment from you either yet, yet. If you've got a listing though, and somebody wants to see it, you need to do your preliminary, uh, you know, go through the motions of making sure that they're not already represented. Because half of these people that are asking you to see a house on short notice, if they like the house, a day later, you're going to get an offer from another real estate agent with their name on it. And nobody likes that. That real estate agent, it may be unknown to them that their client's out looking at houses because their client wants to save them time. They don't want to inconvenience them in case they don't like the house. Newsflash, buyers. That's what your real estate agent paid for. I have spent years helping people randomly, clients of mine, go see houses out of the blue when they weren't sure if they wanted to move, but the house intrigued them. Nothing came of it. Two years later, we ended up buying a house. That happens. But do not drop what you're doing. There's a number of reasons. One, I've already mentioned. Chances are they already have a real estate agent or their brother's best friend's sister is a real estate agent, somebody they know in their long list of friends or family are going to help them buy that house, not you. Another reason is safety. There's uh, an incident in 2004 in Arkansas. Um, Beverly Carter was a 50-year-old real estate broker. And she went to show a house on her own to somebody she did not know she was kidnapped and murdered. Buyers, if you are calling a real estate agent and want to go see their house and they ask to meet with you for coffee first and get to know who you are and see your identification and get to understand whether or not you're qualified for a mortgage first, that's why they're asking. So you need to be patient or go find your own real estate agent that you trust in so that you don't have to go through these processes with every single house you want to see. Find one person you trust, sit down with them, 
and then you're done. They can show you every house. That's their job. It's easier for you, easier for them, saves everybody else time, and it's safer. None of our real estate agents on our team will show you a house without having some preliminary qualification process, whether it's getting identification from you, having a call over Zoom, sitting down for a coffee or a tea at your local Tim Hortons or Starbucks. If you are not willing to commit that degree of time to one of our real estate agents, they are instructed not to waste their time with you. Because it will always turn out to be a waste of time if someone is not willing to do that. And it is for their safety as well. And we care about our real estate agents. There was um, a story surrounding this particular case where the uh, one of the brokers in that brokerage, I'll see if I can find the quote. Um, I, I don't need it. I remember basically to summarize it. There were some people that criticized Beverly Carter, the real estate agent who was murdered. They criticized her saying that she should not have gone on her own to see this person and show a house. The broker of record, or whatever the title for that equal position in the States compared to here in Canada, uh, supported her in saying, well, that's her job. And it is. It is the responsibility of real estate agents to show houses. And sometimes that means on their own. A lot of the time that means on their own. But it does not mean that they have to do it without knowing who they're going to see right? Every one of our listings has a camera. So if one of us go to the, that house, we can, we have a record of it. We see them, we see them with their real estate agent. I think, or with their client, I think every real estate agent should be installing cameras in their listings if one does not already exist. And by camera, I don't mean a doorbell that's not recording. I mean, something that records that you have a record of. Because if God forbid, there's ever an incident where somebody goes missing, Things like that could save their life. When I first started real estate, I would drop what I was doing all the time for people. All the time. I would stop cooking and have my wife take over just to go show a house. Because I was hungry. Because I was hustling. Because I wanted to put deals together. But I can tell you confidently now that I, was, I had a misperception of how that works very early on in my career. And I assure you, it does not work by dropping what you're doing to help random people. It's a waste of time. Those people will not have any respect for you. They will use you, suck the life out of you, and never buy or sell or lease with you. So if somebody wants to see a listing of yours, make sure that you uh, have taken the steps to get to know who they are. Make sure they're qualified, get their identification. If they're not giving you the time and willing to do that for you, do not commit an ounce of your time or efforts to them. Now, if you are insisting on showing a house to somebody like this for whatever reason, and they aren't prepared to do that, I mean, first of all, step one, don't show it. But if for some reason you're convinced you have to, take somebody with you. Do not go alone. For the sake of being safe, take somebody with you. And that's it for today. Three tips to summarize, get to know your client for so many reasons. Two, stop calling in advance. Stop wasting my time and start properly representing your client. And tip number three, stop dropping what you're doing to accommodate people that will not care or commit to you. That's it for today. Thank you for listening to episode 154 of KT Confidential. 
Last week, Steve Bruman on our team said I was speaking far too fast and it sounded like I was rushing through the podcast. That was certainly not my intention, but I tried to slow it down. Steve, I know you listen religiously, so let me know how I did. And for those of you that made it this far into the podcast, thank you. It has come to our attention that there are many people viewing this and listening to this who are not subscribed. So I'll ask you right now to take the five seconds it'll take to click the subscribe button, whether you're on YouTube, watching the video, or you're on Spotify, Deezer, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Music, Apple, uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, click subscribe. You'll get notifications every time a podcast is released on Monday mornings, bright and early for your drive to work or for your run on the treadmill. Click subscribe. Thank you so much for your support. Episode 154 of KT Confidential. I'm Adrian Trott. Bye for now.